0: Good morning and welcome to Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined, as
1: always, by
0: my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good
1: morning, Marianne. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. I don't have any aprons on. Uh, You know what? To heck with the whole apron thing. I'm just going to (laughs) spill. It's just more laundry, I say.
0: You know, you're saving whatever it is you're wearing, but you're having to
1: wash the apron. something else, unless you don't wash it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, there's that. And then
1: in an emergency,
0: you could just put it in water, warm it up, and have (laughs) soup. That's
1: so (laughs) disgusting. But I didn't bring it because it was pretty much standing on its own. So that is the reason. All right. Well, (laughs) you're excused. (laughs) Well, anybody that knows Joanne Rideout knows it's a decorative gourd season. I know. I have the mug. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Do carve pumpkins? Uh, no. I no. cook them, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't no.
1: carved one in quite a while. I had that um, eggplant carving idea, but I was going to try to send it through the mail and carve an address in it. But you were right. It got mushy. <laughs> so I didn't want to put the post office through that. I got the idea because somebody sent a potato through the mail, but they just wrote on it with a Sharpie. <laughs>
0: Our beleaguered postal workers? Oh I know they no don't need that.
1: Wonder. Oh my God. I guess there's a reason that the phrase is going postal and <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. Right. And it's all our test fault that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what you been cooking? Let's see. Um, I made some mushroom soup. I like making mushroom soup. It's just the perfect weather for it, you know. I um, like your mushroom soup. Oh, thank you. It's oh, one of my you. faves. Thanks. Yeah, I used um, dried dill. I like to use fresh dill, but I just didn't have any, and I didn't feel like going to the store. So, um, And I didn't have any awesome mushrooms. You know how it's just such good mushroom season right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm always afraid to pick them myself because I just don't have that much knowledge, and I don't want to die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um I don't. I'm not interested.
0: I put that right up there with clamming and everything else. No, uh, I'll, I'll I'll eat it if you, somebody else wants to like track it down and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> capture yes, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I have had um, chanterelles already this season, and they were fabulous. Oh yeah,
1: are they late this year? I don't. No. Me yes, either. I
0: think that they are. Actually, yeah, yeah. I have. I, I remember cooking chanterelles in August before, yeah, like yeah. the end of August. I was thinking,
1: but everything's late. Apples, apples are kind of sparse this year. It seems.
0: Well, everything, including our collective patience, I think.
1: <laughs> Seriously, it's been <laughs> well, a hard. Th- yeah, and it was such a cold spring, but yeah. also hard year. <laughs> so oh, separate things. <laughs> hard
0: decade, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes. Um, Wild mushrooms, all kinds. The lobsters are out there too now. Yeah, yeah. So, what have you been cooking? I, uh, I, I will tell you something I tried that that I really like, but I need to do a disclaimer because you know how um, sort of grinchy I've been about sheep pan dinners in general oh
1: yeah me too oh well, instead I, of sheep, we change the vowel <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> because it's always something like I mean really there's this one I saw from somebody I thought was reputable and it's a piece of salmon and then a bunch of potatoes like you know <laughs> that it takes 20-25 minutes to cook a potato and if you had that salmon on there I mean it would be like no you know something that would be dug up in an archaeological <laughs> thing you know not eaten for dinner and it would anyway. be nice and hard. You could make jewelry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Such a lovely it's color. coral color. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I got to say that I tried something, and it is a recipe. It's, it's like a lot of things I think I've talked about before, before where some piece of it, it is so delicious that you might use it for a variety of Separate, things. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I would do a sheet pan dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the ingredients sounded great and so I just suspended disbelief and okay. did it and I thought it was really good and it is uh it used chicken thighs but I think that the the marinade would work on so many things including tofu and a you know okay. uh, fish uh, maybe not fish to it's too robust for most fish but it would work on any kind of meat okay and um also certainly like fir- firm tofu would be fine too but anyway it was uh, calling for uh, chicken thighs which you know uh we both know are our favorite part of the chicken yeah and
1: they're forgiving when you cook them
0: yeah i i'm worried uh, that if we talk too much about it being our favorite part of the chicken they'll ruin the thighs like they ruined the, the breasts oh i know i know gosh yeah. uh. Anyway, um, the thing that I really liked about this was, first of all, it's a very quick marinade. And um, the other thing is that the ingredients were great. The ingredients were uh, apricot preserves. And I think that you could use a variety of fruit preserves if you wanted to. I think there's a lot of uh, room in this to play around. Um, And instead of oil of any kind, mayonnaise. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that next time I Hmm. make it, I'm going to cut back on the mayonnaise and add a little sesame oil. I think that would be really good. Okay. Uh, But fresh lemon juice. Fish sauce, as we know, makes everything better. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could probably substitute some anchovies if you didn't have fish sauce. Um, Chili powder, not chili flakes, but actual chili powder like you would put in chili. Okay. Um, And then just pepper. Uh, and then what you put in the marinade is dried apricots. And um, this one had thinly sliced carrots and chicken. And you just toss it in a bowl and um, stir it up so everything's really coated and then let it sit for 30 minutes while you make whatever else you're going to make. Okay. I just made some rice and um, called it good, okay. served it over rice. It It sounds really good. It's sweet and spicy and uh, really delicious. And I think I would do it again, maybe not with chicken. But um, it was a really good marinade. It's one of those cut and paste marinades. I like
1: that. There's a a salad that I make that has um, cantaloupe, um, cubed up chicken breast that's cooked, and then um, pea pods. And it has a dressing that's so similar. Really? That would be a great dressing. It's mayonnaise and um, apricot jam. Um, pineapple like crushed pineapple mixed up in it and sesame oil oh and um, yeah so interesting and then um, honey so that's
0: see I think that there's so many ways to tweak those ingredients to make them work with a variety of things and I also think that that mayonnaise that you're talking about that dressing Mm -hmm. would be great as a sandwich spread
1: yeah well and we just never think of I mean or I don't um, I'm always like, oh yeah, mayonnaise. I mean, I always forget yeah. because it was such a grandma thing. I remember my yeah. grandma smearing chicken with mayonnaise and covering it in cornflakes, and you're like, ugh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Although <laughs> perhaps we will be served some aspic with this.
0: You know? <laughs> although what? Well, although I have had that kind of chicken, that kind of fried chicken before, and had and had it tasted great. Yeah, yeah. And I also like tomato aspic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't had it for a million years if you but think I think about really Aspic like it. it is made up of two words that aren't good so <laughs> <laughs> they're not really
0: full-fledged words no. actually <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but they are uh, ingredients in a recipe that apparently you're not going to be using <laughs> No 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 <laughs> Well I will say uh, that I got this recipe uh, that I was talking about is an Eric Kim recipe and I generally like his stuff But I almost always like some piece of it more than the whole of it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it's not like I'm changing my stinky attitude about sheet pan dinners. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not.
1: No. So um, uh, I was thinking about you because there was some kind of a thing on the Internet. It was a list of... um, home appliances. It was from something that I would normally read, like Food 52 or something like that, but I can't think who it was. Yeah. But um, home appliances or kitchen tools that are useless. And one of the things they said was a yogurt maker. And I'm like, no, homemade yogurt is so good. It is I mean, so they had it, good. I know they had it listed with things like musical pancake flippers and muffin bakers. <laughs> you know, those stupid little, they look like, you know, Barbie M- Malibu Barbie muffin baking things and the muffins turn out all like forced to the top and insipid and <laughs> sip it in weird and but then they had this pancake printer that they said was useless. Oh, it was so interesting. It looks like a 3D printer and it has a skillet and so I think it takes the picture that you put into it and it decides what's the darkest and it drops pancake batter in those places first so what? it cooks the longest. Yeah. And it was really really cool and I'm like how could this possibly be useless? <laughs> It was so
0: cool. Well, but this is more necessary than a an Instapot, which we now know is just a pressure cooker. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Well, and then a yogurt maker. How could they say that that's I don't know. I love a my thing. yogurt
0: yeah. maker. and And I'm completely aware that you can make yogurt in a mason jar. I know that. But to be able to just make it up and put it in uh, one of the things i love most about it is that it's in individual jars yeah. so you're not with a quart of yogurt well and the texture's so perfect it's perfect yeah. and set it and forget it yeah yeah uh everything about it is
1: fabulous yeah they're wrong
0: they're so <laughs> wrong <laughs> hey how do you store your bread I store bread in the refrigerator because we do not eat it fast enough. Uh And if I leave it on the counter, which I think is much the more preferred for Mm -hmm. texture and everything, um, it it will go off before, even a half a loaf will go off before we finish it. So I keep it in the fridge and then that sets me up to almost always have to toast it or something. Yeah.
1: Well, and then when it's in the fridge, it's easier to slice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So there's, um, have you ever had a bread box? I have not. I grew up with one. Yeah, but me too. I, I yeah. have never had I don't
0: feel that it earns its keep real estate wise. You yeah, know it's what a I mean? Big,
1: it is a big countertop thing. My mom had one, but all it was just a place to store the bread. She didn't use it like it was intended. She had. You know, plastic bag wrapped grocery white bread sandwich for kid type bread in it. It was just a place to store the bread. But it's the only reason I know the size of a bread box, you know. But um, I was surprised they were talking about bread storage. You can tell I was on the computer on the internet. (laughs) And um, they said the um, best place to store it is the freezer. But then you would have to, I mean, and I do put bread in the freezer that it turns out the best then um and then um you i slice mine beforehand so i can take a slice out and toast it you know oh no that's
0: a really good idea i never thought about pre-slicing a loaf and then putting it in the freezer
1: for me that works oh i'm gonna do it i have a lot of different kinds of bread that i bake and then i can you know pick pumpernickel or pick buckwheat you know yeah and then they said the second best way was a bread box that if you keep it in a bread box a humidity controlled box on your counter that it'll keep for a week and then the um the the crust is still pretty good and then they said that the third preferred way was a plastic bag really yeah and they um and and it was so funny that the thing they're like yeah you can keep it and it'll be soft in a plastic bag for three weeks but it's really moldy I'm thinking (laughs) well isn't that a deal breaker (laughs) it it is for me (laughs) and that's what's happened to
0: me before when I've had it in plastic wrap of any kind yeah a bag or whatever uh it it just seems to seal in humidity yeah it does emit its own little cloud of humidity and if you don't let it breathe
1: yeah i think that's what the bread box is trying to do yeah like, like hit the perfect yeah like, like um
0: well shoot maybe spot it, well i i don't uh i'm not willing to no me uh space no. to a bread box no. but i would uh totally pre-slice and take it out of the freezer when i need it that's a great idea yeah
1: i i, I think that works really really well so um I was thinking a little bit about Thanksgiving too, because it's, It's, you know, it's right around uh, the corner. Just because how they were talking that there's turkey shortages, you know. Yeah. So I do think that this year I'm going to make a roulade so that I can get turkey breast ahead of time and freeze it, you know, and then um, just pound it and then stuff it with some, you know, stuffing and mushrooms. I really like that it's delicious so what do you put in there besides mushrooms Uh, mushrooms and celery and onions and sometimes a little bit of pecans or some kind of nut but um um and sometimes cranberries and then of course you know bread and and herbs and um butter (laughs) (laughs) gotta have butter uh some kind of stock usually vegetable stock but um um i think that that's what i'll do this year i've got some frozen turkey gravy and I'm sure that's fine from last year. Otherwise normally what I do is I just cook up a chicken and make chicken gravy. I yeah. can't tell. I mean I don't I mean I can tell but it's I don't mind chicken gravy on turkey at all. Yeah that's just fine for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: actually like chicken gravy. I, I prefer it.
1: I like it better than turkey gravy. Yeah yeah, yeah. I do.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: are you planning on a houseful of peeps? Um, no I don't think so. I don't think I'm ready to yet for, um, um, just because of COVID, I mean, yeah. right now, like I was just thinking before I got here, I know three people that have it right now. So yeah, I'm, I, it's still out there. So yeah, I just want to be is. careful. My family is very social; they get around a lot of people. They're just little lovable petri dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to be careful another year. Yeah, I, and that's I, another reason a roulade's good because it's small. You know, you can make it any size you want. Yes, that's right. Or just do multiples. Yeah, yeah.
0: And pass them out because I know you're good at uh, fixing festive dinners and then uh, sending them out into the world.
1: <laughs> we did that for Dale's birthday. It was a really easy easy way not to have 100 people in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, um, seasonal things. It's getting to be citrus season, which I'm really happy oh, yeah. about. Yeah. I'm really happy about. <gasps> Key shoes and... Oh my gosh! Those little teeny
1: tiny mandarins that are so good. I know, and five dollars a piece. (laughs) (laughs) They make a really good addition to a little gift basket. Oh, they're fabulous! They're fabulous. I might have the hiccups. (laughs) This is going to be a good show. Well, we'll
0: start counting. (laughs) I want to take a quick sec, if I might, and remind everybody that uh, Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. And to uh, direct you to and speak highly of the two websites for those uh, fabulous nonprofits, Northcoastfoodweb.org. Org for all things local food and uh kmun.org, as you know, for all things radio and way beyond because community calendar and archived shows and uh fabulous information. So, uh, when you have a chance, next time you're surfing around, surf by those two, you'll be happy you did.
1: So, I'm way sorry. beyond if you listen to Liam, isn't it Liam Dunn? To the edge of the universe. That's right. <laughs> you know, he starts to show. That's right. What, where is the edge of the universe? It's pretty far. I think it is very far. <laughs> oh, well, um, I'm getting the band back together. You are? I am. I'm getting the band back together. I love saying that. So, um, you know, we've had COVID for... Um, a couple years. Never. Yeah. And the, um, Clatsop animal assistance, the nonprofit that's associated with the animal shelter out in Warrington. Um, I, I think they're going to have a big sale this year. Finally. Oh, they didn't again. have, I, know, I mean, I'm it so used excited. to be the big event. I'm so excited. And so, um, uh, a, uh, right before COVID, I think they had a big dinner instead of the bake sale. I can't remember for sure. Um, you know, COVID fog. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, for sure, for, for a while, for several years, they haven't had it. So they're going to do it this year. And I'm going to bake. I'm really excited about that. Wow. And, and I've got good friends who are artists. And we would always get together and make the really fancy cookies. And we're going to do that. I'm so excited. So That's so great. That is really good news. You, you used to bake for ever. I know, I know. Well, and then the problem was, um, nonprofits, I mean, I love them all, you know, and they'd say, well, can you do a big sale for us? Can you do one for us? And, um, Um, when I stopped, I mean, I did 20 bake sales in one year, you know, and so, um, it was just too much. I I was very, 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 very burnt. And so I I stopped for a few years and I'm not running this or anything, but I'm really excited to bake for it. And I'm excited to bake with my friends, all all the people that, you know, we baked for years together. That's exciting. And so all this money goes to, um, and it's their biggest fundraiser of the year, to the um Clatsop Animal Assistance CAA, um the the county budgets about three hundred dollars for all the veterinary care and medications and and special foods and bedding and toys and treats for all the cats and dogs out at the shelter. Three hundred dollars yeah, for the whole year. So, um Clatsop Animal Assistance picks up the extra $100,000 that it really costs. I mean, it's more than $100,000. I'm sure it is. And this is where the money comes from, so I'm pretty excited. It's going <gasps> to be fun. When's that going to be? December 10th. It's going to be in the Level Room, where it was for years. Yeah. Level Room of Fort George there, and... Um, I think that's on Fourteenth and Dwayne, but yeah. I might be wrong. No, you're not. Okay, and then it's uh, nine to three in uh, nine in the morning till three in the afternoon on Saturday, the tenth of December. So come on down. Um, there's going to be a lot of other things. They have a big party besides, you know. It's there. Also, their their appreciation to people in the community at at the same time. So it'll be fun. You'll see. That's exciting, yeah. and we,
0: there'll be lots of uh, information about that here on uh, KMUN. As we get closer to December 10th, but you're excited about it now because you're gonna be starting to plan for yeah, that. Yeah. You're gonna start baking. Yeah, really, really excited getting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, you were telling me a little something uh, before we went on air. Uh, you, you have, we have always come to buy these beautiful cookies that are, have gorgeous,
1: it looks like hand painting on them. I know, but it's a trick. <laughs> so in the past, we've used edible ink to print on rice paper to make Christmas images. And then that paper we glue with sugar syrup onto frosting, onto cookies. And so they're pretty and, and um, that's a lot of fun. But I was getting the band back together. So then that's why I got on the Internet and I have all that other stupid Internet information. <laughs> but seeing what's new in cookies, you know. And so, oh, there's this printer. It prints with edible ink right on the frosting on the cookie. And that thing is so amazing. Amazing. I'm not going to get it because of you know mortgages but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, oh it's just an amazing thing and so it's just so fun to see what's new out there and most of it is technology like pancake printers you know <laughs> yeah. and things like that but but that stuff fascinates me just I remember when airbrushes came out and I'm like oh, what is this wizardry <laughs> you <know? laughs> when you could airbrush with edible ink and now people are like oh I don't even have well, to use my when edible ink came out oh yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and edible glitter I remember there was some place that had spaghetti for kids with edible glitter, I'm like, they're all gonna die. It's impossible, you know. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that just it is fascinating. And I know that's not really uh organic. <laughs> Why do you mean that? Oh, because it's probably made of metal, edible glitter. <laughs> oh, 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 or oh, yeah, edible <laughs> glitter. I don't know. I have a bad attitude
0: about uh, glitter of all kinds, oh, whether yeah, we're going to yeah. eat it or not. Yeah. Um, so it is. I, mean, I probably wouldn't plastic, go for that. Yeah. But um, I love the idea of being able to print on a cookie.
1: Oh, I <laughs> know. I really, I, anyway, so um, I think I have to, like, find somebody that has one <laughs> and make friends. <laughs> let them play drums in well, the band. Well, <laughs> are uh, you people out there?
0: If if one of you has a cookie printer. Uh, just laying around. Yeah, right. <laughs> invite
1: invite Linda over. <laughs> so the um Washington Post has a list of cookbooks. You know, they have a um a newsletter. Um, It's called Essential Cookbooks, 10 Essential Cookbooks that they'll send you. And it's the cookbooks that they think are the most important. And I, I thought it was a really interesting list. I've been subscribing to it. They're on number six now. First one was my Nigella Lawson, How to Eat. I have that book. It's good. Madur Jaffe was number two at home with Madur Jaffe, and that's a really good book. Indian cooking, you know, that's such a good beginner book. Um, the third one I'd never heard of, Sweet Home Cafe cookbook. It's a restaurant in the National Museum of African-American History and Culture. Um, I don't know. I guess I wasn't interested in that one probably because there was shrimp on the cover, and I'm allergic to it. Um uh marcella Hazan, the essentials of of, essentials of classic italian cooking that's a good one fuchsia dunlap every grain of rice that's a great chinese cookbook but number six was this week truly mexican by roberto sandibanez have you ever heard of that book me either so i bought it and it's such an interesting book i am not a good mexican cook and the reason is it takes so much time because everything is braised and cooked mole, you know, you cook it for days. And and um, also there's that element of heat, you know. I, I don't like things super hot. I don't mind heat, but I don't want to be hurt by my food. And everybody has different, yes. you know, tolerances. And, and Dale's tolerance is not very to- hard at all. So you could be braising for a day and then something is too hot. Or there's just, there's so many, for me, just um, barriers to it and the biggest one is there's such good Mexican food and it's such good you know it's good priced and it's delicious you love the 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 who's ever unhappy in a Mexican restaurant you know (laughs) nobody it's a great place to go and so um that's that's why I don't but I bought this book and it, it has it's written from a uh, um, a standpoint of like sauces. It's not oh, dishes. Yeah. It's sauces, and so it's it's such an interesting book. So I, th- I th- I'm gonna make a bunch of stuff out of it. I'm pretty excited. I um I think that I'll learn a lot from it. And if it's you know if it's with this list of other books that are so great, you know, I think that I'll really like it. So it's truly Mexican by Roberto Santa benez Don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. You know, there are uh, this last
0: week on the online market through uh, North Coast Food Web, there were locally grown uh, peppers of all kinds. Yeah, and I got a, I got a, you know, buffet of them because I love peppers and yeah. uh, and Tom and I are pretty, we like spicy things. Okay, so um, I've been trying them and they're really delicious, but because they're grown here. Even though they're grown in hot houses, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. how else? Um, yeah. uh, they are not as hot as they would be if they were grown in uh, New Mexico. So, okay, interesting. Um, so they're just delicious. And you the flavor is
1: so good. Yes, yeah,
0: so good. And the, yeah. and so I think for uh, folks who do not like things hyper hot but would really love the flavor of these you know of locally grown uh spicy chilies like new mexican chilies and all kinds Mm -hmm. um it would be uh worth a try because you get all that flavor and some heat
1: Mm -hmm. but not um scary heat and it's true if you take the seeds and the ribs out i mean it does calm it down yeah i just i love the flavor of chilies i think they are so delicious and um i just i don't want to be hurt that's all yeah and um so much of of mexican cooking you're rehydrating dried chilies and so they are the hot chilies and maybe that might be a good thing would be to substitute local chilies Uh you know so often when something calls for you know a habanero i just cut up a jalapeno i'm like they both start with h (laughs) (laughs) the h sound you know (laughs) that's funny um
0: so and and i also think that you could um certainly you could get local chilies and uh dry them yeah yeah so something to think about
1: i was just surprised to see them like somebody has done it you know yeah there was a lot of variety i didn't get any but there was a lot i was it was nice to see yeah very so um
0: so thanksgiving what do you do you do dessert at thanksgiving or do you do
1: dessert generally Um, When it's a a holiday dinner. Yes, absolutely. And so um, I'll generally make um, a couple pies and it's usually pecan and pumpkin. Yeah, just because that's what people expect. And most people take half a piece of each. Yeah. And then um, I make homemade whipped cream. And that's not hard to do at all just whip up whipped cream um get the heavy whipped cream and then um put a little bit of vanilla in it a little bit of powdered sugar it can be regular sugar too and um for some reason the guys just go gaga for that they're like this is so good it's not all um light and slimy like stuff out of a can yeah yeah that's
0: the the spray whipped cream or whatever you call it it's not spray whipped cream but you
1: know know what i mean well it is the cheese whiz of whipped cream yes
0: and it has a mouthfeel yeah, it, yeah. It has a mouthfeel that is very different from actual whipped yeah. cream. Yeah. Um th- that I'm sure is necessary to mm-hmm. be able to package it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh but um
1: it you can't beat regular just well, whipped cream. It, and then you're not throwing a can, you know, with a yeah. plastic lid into the, yeah. the nozzle into the yeah. ocean. Mm-hmm. Is, Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs>
0: I see uh that John Stevenson has
1: entered the building. He has the best show. It's so embarrassing being on before him because (laughs) people are just like, oh, when will that be over and we can hear John? (laughs) Well, just a few minutes.
0: It is true. We're big uh, John Stevenson fans and uh, he is in the house so we can all rest easy that Lost Highways is coming up shortly. I wonder if you have any uh, closing thoughts.
1: Well, um, we were just talking about throwing cans into the ocean. I ordered that potato-based non-plastic yes. plastic wrap it's coming from like Australia, I mean seriously across the planet and so uh, I expect it to take longer than a day but I'm excited to try it okay, see what it's like if it works that would just be such a great thing you know someone
0: s- closer than that needs to be making it <laughs>
1: yes. because I don't know how you offset <laughs> the carbon of flying something yeah. eight thousand miles literally uh, you know <laughs> what that uh, uh, that
0: kind of Decision making is so difficult for those of us who are not scientists Mm -hmm. to figure out what the trade-off is when we're trying to decide about what to buy or what not to buy or where it's from or how it's made Mm -hmm. or all of that stuff. We have, you know, I have the general knowledge of things, but you can get overwhelmed. I yeah, and I can make wrong decisions that I wouldn't make if I were better educated. But anyway, Uh, that's a whole
1: nother food talk. We have to go, so I wonder if you would sing us out. I'm getting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving my vegetables. I'm driving my green edibles. I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli. I'm driving my cauliflower. Driving a bushel of corn home. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm impressed because I think that last week,
0: or last episode... Uh, you forgot the second verse. (laughs) 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 So congratulations and thank you so much. (laughs) Stay tuned, everybody. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Linda.